Welcome to Prim and Prosper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Oh, Marinella, I have been both looking forward to this topic and dreading it a bit. We are talking about assertiveness this week. I don't know how your feelings are. Are you as, as mixed feelings about discussing this subject matter as I am? I don't know if it's mixed feelings. Probably more dreading it because I am such a not bad person, but I I struggle very much so with being that assertive person. You've led into my first question. I was going to ask, you know, if you would consider yourself assertive and has that changed over time? I wouldn't consider myself assertive yet, but I think I'm getting there. Like, I was much more of a pushover probably a year ago, and now I feel like being assertive is becoming more comfortable because I'm realizing it doesn't mean the same thing as aggressive, which I really couldn't differentiate so well before. Hmm. I feel like that is going to be uh, something we talk a little more about, that whole paradigm Mm -hmm. of assertive and aggressiveness, especially as it relates to women. Uh, But to answer the question I asked you first, I also am not assertive really at all. I have I do think I have made strides to become more assertive as an adult and especially in the last five to eight years. I'm still not where I would like to be, but I definitely have made progress on that front. Interestingly, though, I was thinking about assertiveness and myself. I think there are moments where I have absolutely displayed assertiveness And it's usually when I am standing up for somebody else. So like a family member or a close friend that I'm like, I'm being assertive on their behalf, if that makes sense. I think it's because advocacy is something that comes a little more natural to me. And if I feel like my assert, like being assertive is a way to advocate for somebody, then I can do it in that instance. But I have a very, very difficult time being assertive uh, just for myself, for my own purposes. Yeah, I can see the benefit more of like, for me when I am assertive towards somebody else's cause, whereas for me, I'm like, I'm just kind of thinking I'm creating trouble for myself when I'm assertive, but it's for someone else, I can see the reasoning behind it. Although I do still kind of come off as angry, like if if I feel like somebody's being done like an injustice or something, I feel like my delivery on my assertiveness is more maybe aggressive is the word or defensive. Yeah. So one instance that came to mind when I was trying to think of specific stories is kind of falls into a little bit of what you're talking about. Although I actually don't, I think I handled it respectfully and not in an angry manner. But when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19, my mother was going through chemo treatments and like the childhood cat that I had had and the cat my mother had had for about 15 years, they had both recently had to have been put down just for different reasons, but they were both old and it was around the same time. And I was at college, so my mom was alone and she wanted to get a cat again. So we went to the shelter and the way it worked is you would 
go around to all the little cages and play with them. And if you saw a cat or a kitten you wanted, you took the card off the cage and then like went to this area and checked out. And, you know, it was like a little process. So my mom finds this cat that she loves and it's two brothers that were in the same cage, but my mom only wants the one. And there had been apparently a third sibling we could tell, but they were adopted out already. Their name was crossed off the card. Anywho, we get in line and this woman comes up behind us and is like, oh, do you have the card for these cats? My mom's like, yeah, you know, but I'm just adopting the one if you want the other one. And she starts guilt tripping my mom, right, about like, well, I would never split them up. And like, given this, you know, and I, I see my mom just like about to hand her the card. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You do. I'm sorry. Like you got here after my mom. She's adopting this cat. Come to find out this woman had actually been at the uh, shelter the day before and went home to think on the decision. I'm like, no, you had your opportunity. If you had taken the cats yesterday, we would have never known they existed. But like at this moment in time, you know, my mother has the card. I like basically take it out of her hand. And I'm like, nope, we're adopting this cat. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but you're here too late. Anyways, I was assertive in that moment. And I really, I know I I come off like I grabbed the card out of my mom's hand, but it really wasn't over the top aggressive. I just like took the card to make sure she didn't give it away. I would never have done that for myself though. And I kind of recognize, I don't mean this to blame my mom by any means, but I realized she was that way, right? Like she wasn't going to, she was just going to give this woman the card and be like, fine, you have the cat. Uh, and so I feel like I probably learned to be a bit more passive, you know, from my mom in a lot of ways. Uh, cause again, I think if I was, if the tables were turned and I was a kid getting this cat, my mom would have been assertive in that moment. So there's something about using assertiveness to stand up for others that I can do, but I just like, I couldn't do it for myself. And I think some of that was probably like behavior that was modeled, uh, by my mother for me. And I think a lot of us have that same model, at least for women, have that same model of, you know, a mom that's probably just, like, maybe quicker to surrender. They're just, like, tired. They don't want the fight. They don't want uh, the negotiation. You know, they have maybe a different, like, perspective of how things are a bigger deal than what are not. And they're definitely quick to give up. I've seen my mom do that stuff, too, where I'm like... You almost like want to defend them too in that way like it's like they're in a vulnerable state so it's natural to be like oh no i have to speak up for them mm-hmm. and i also think again this is not to blame parents but i do think that there is we see little boys kind of being aggressive and, and we say things like boys will be boys right we've got that saying that explains away behaviors when boys are little jerks Whereas for young girls, we expect them to behave politely and well-mannered. And part of the reason why I named this podcast uh, or we named this podcast Prim and Prosper was because little girls are expected to act prim and proper. And so it's like, and and even I think the best well-intentioned parents still fall, um, you know, like we're all subject to this kind of gender bias that we have that there's like female and feminine attributes and masculine attributes and assertiveness 
is a masculine attribute. It's not a feminine attribute. And it's funny how like assertiveness can be found attractive in certain scenarios for women, like where, you know, it's hot if a woman is more assertive in the bedroom. Like what kind of double standard is that? But at the same time, like you have to be submissive too if I want you to be. It's like, okay. So when they, I guess when, I don't know how it really is because I've never slept with a man, but there's something that's kind of like naughty about that maybe. (laughs) I was going to say, I almost wonder if it's like fetishized in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of men want a woman in heterosexual relationships to be assertive in the bedroom. Uh, But I think it is because you're expected to not be that way in the the real world, quote unquote. So it's like this fantasy that you act this way behind closed doors with just me. And so it's like, you know, fetishized a bit. And don't get me wrong. I think if you're into it, you know, do it. I certainly am someone who actually probably that is one area where I'm much more comfortable being in charge and assertive is like in a romantic or sexual relationship because I think it gives me a certain level of control and that makes me feel safer. So that is mm-hmm. actually one area I find that I'm assertive. Uh, but I I do also think, I wonder how much of it is fetishized because of the fact that we expect women to be much more, what's the word, domicile? What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, passive. Docile? Docile, that's the word. Yeah. Ooh, I knew it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like isn't domicile your home? Like I don't you know. Live? Normally so I make so many word mistakes that <laughs> the fact that I got one is just a victory in itself. It's definitely docile, but if if your domicile is also your home, that probably fits too <laughs> because women are expected to be homemakers. So <laughs> I definitely meant docile, but in a weird way, I think we could make both words work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think so. I I actually think I preferred assertive women in the bedroom myself, mostly because I didn't feel comfortable, like, taking command or asking for what I want or just expressing myself in general. I was always just like, whatever you want to do is fine with me. And I, you know, now I feel like, I would probably be more uncomfortable with that. I would obviously have some things to add to it. How about at work? Because I'm going to bring up some stats I saw online when I was researching for this, but I'm kind of curious about, have you ever attempted to be assertive at work? And if so, how is that received? I have attempted to be assertive at work, and most of the time people think that I'm pretty... I'm angry and then they're kind of tiptoeing around me like you know like my current role you know I'm pulled in a lot of directions that are outside of my scope of work and it is to assist men in other departments and I am the only woman and I haven't really learned how to be able to say no to things like that because I feel like I need to have such purpose at work. And in my current role, if I don't do these things, I feel like I'm not doing anything. So 
my problem is, is that when I get fed up, I don't say how I feel enough. And then when I do kind of like lay down the law and say, you know, I'm not doing this anymore or I'm tired of doing this for you, it comes off as like I'm exploding. And then, of course, they're like, oh, she's upset. We don't want to, you know, push her over the edge like I'm going to snap or I'm going to quit my job, which I've thought of many times, but... End which of maybe the day, is I, true. <laughs> I talk myself down and I'm like, okay, you just need to learn how to not like let it get this far. But the way that it's received is mostly like, oh, she's a loaded gun. <laughs> Interesting. So, because I have to imagine you have seen other male coworkers lose their shit over something, like get frustrated, you know, blow up, blow off steam. Right. I mean, I, I have to imagine in a male dominated industry that you work in that that has happened. Oh, yeah. And I've also seen the version of like a, a, a man who will like get upset over something and create a for- formal meeting with everybody like just immediately like we need to have a meeting about this. And he'll go like straight to the CEO. He'll skip like seven levels of people. He's so... Uh, comfortable just saying this is what I feel I've been done wrong on. Man, talk about some comfort with power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to me. So when, let's say, your male coworkers lose their shit, I'm assuming no one thinks they're a loaded gun and doesn't walk around eggshells with them, right? They're just like, oh, Tom's being Tom. It's having to blow off steam. Yeah, they're like, you know, they might give you a little side talk like, you know, so-and-so is pissed off, just so you know. And it's more like a maybe leave him alone. But then they immediately go back to like nothing ever happened. The reason I asked, I, I'll share first with my work experience. I work in female-dominated industry um, professionally for the last, I don't know what, 15 years. Let me not age myself, about 15 years. I don't know that there's too many times that I have been assertive. I, I have been assertive, I guess, a few times more recently, and I, I'm not clear on how I was perceived. Sometimes I think I was taken seriously. Sometimes I don't think they saw me as like a loaded gun. I think they just kind of ignored me or just thought I was... I don't know if it was like I was being a petulant child to them or something. I'm, I'm not really clear on the read that, that they had on me. But what I found interesting, and to tie this back into the stats I said I was going to mention, there is a study that says 75% of performance reviews for women in the workplace had some feedback related to watch their tone, that they're bossy, that they're abrasive. And I think this all goes back to kind of this gender bias we have where we expect men to be assertive because that's a masculine trait. But when we see assertiveness in women because we're not used to it and that's not what we consider or consider um, like gender appropriate for women to be acting assertive then it's seen as like a bossy or a bitch or you know one of these negative words so I don't know that blew my mind away 75 percent of performance reviews for women 
have something related to, you know, watch your tone, bossy, abrasive. I think maybe people are too afraid to write that in mind. Thank God. They probably think I'm just going <laughs> to have an emotional breakdown, which I probably would. But um, I'm sure they've thought it. Yeah, like, or pushy is another word, maybe. Sassy. I hate mm. that word a lot. Sassy. Which I'm noticing they use a lot more for little girls. Like when they're being like, oh, she's sassy. And you're just like, mm, she's just three. <laughs> <laughs> so I have wondered about this because you know you see that term boss bitch like women who describe some describe themselves as a botch boss bitch my god I I'm really uh struggling to pronounce words right now and I don't know seeing parents our age call their kids sassy I wonder if part of it is trying to take the power back in those words like women have historically been called sassy as kind of a derogatory thing or a put down so I wonder if it's trying to you know take that power back and tell the little kid you be sassy it's okay that's like a good it's a good characteristic don't let someone put you down for it or the women who call themselves you know boss bitch or badass boss bitch or whatever the term is I think it's also, again, taking the power out of words like bossy and bitch, because so often that was a way to put women down who were ambitious or assertive. And now it's like, yeah, taking the power back. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. I still feel like the amount of men I work uh, I work with um, have no hesitation still using bitch and not thinking that women are using it as empowerment. They're just like, she's bitch. Or yeah. another one is ball buster. That's a big one. I like to use that. Oh, my God. She's a real oh. ball buster. I'm like, wow. I hate that term, too. <laughs> I forgot that that term even existed. Oh, well, leave it to me. I'll oh. resurrect them all. God. Men are real vagina busters, but you don't hear me throwing that term around all the time. They fucking are. Yeah, well, there's some rare breeds out there. Luckily, I think men are becoming a little bit more aware, a little bit more open-minded, thank God. But can you imagine just 40 years ago? I just, I, I can't even fathom. No, not at all, right? Like the whole mad men? Can you, I, no. No, I no. can't imagine. Like being slapped on the ass and then going to get my boss's drink refill. Fuck that shit. I was it was also pointed out to me that all of the women or I'm sorry, all of the um what are they called? Like high tech assistants, so Siri, Alexa, are all women's voices by default. Now I know with my Siri I've actually changed it to a man's voice. But by default, Siri is a woman's voice, and Alexa is a woman's voice as well. So it's kind of interesting mm. that these digital assistants are feminine voices. I don't know what mine is. Hey, Google. Well, I think it has to say more. She's sassy. I think it's a man. I think it's a man, though. Maybe Google so. has gotten ahead of the curve. They do a lot of you know creative things, so... Maybe. I I saw studies saying that female voices 
are or, or women's voices are seen as better sources for information and men's voices are seen as better sources for I don't know if the word was directions or so the way that this came about was um the it was like a study done on public transportation and the voices used and so the voices on a lot of the public transportation systems in the world where it's like giving you you know the next stop is so and so is often a woman's voice and then the voices that tell you like stand clear of the door like you know those types of directions are men's voices because again I think it goes back to some psychological bias that we have where we um, see men as authority figures and so we're much more willing to take directions from a man's voice whereas women we see as you know motherly and the fact that I used motherly as the descriptor term (laughs) I mean but you know we're seen as uh empathetic and so yeah so we're much better for giving information our voices yeah almost like um a, a a man's voice is more qualified to make that decision that it's it's an instruction like you have to do this Whereas right. a woman's voice is like, this is simply just maybe if you want to know. Yeah, I'm friendly and I just give you some information. Not that important. You can leave it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell you what to do. I just let you know the details and you can decide for yourself if you need to get off at the stop or not. Yeah, just, just an FYI. <sighs> but that, I think, also hints to, you know, again this concept of a woman i it's true i don't i can't think of a public transportation system where i've heard a woman's voice say you know stand clear of the door the doors are closing or you know like any of those type of directions uh i don't think i've ever heard a woman's voice i can't think of any city public transportation i've ever been on that that had a woman doing that that part of the the recording I I couldn't tell you. Maybe in other countries it's different, um, you know. Because in comparison, other countries have had, like, women in power, like presidents, and for many more years than the United States has. So maybe they have something where women are directing those types of things in public transportation. I've only been on Chicago's public transportation. I, I remember it clear as day that that's a guy telling you to steer clear of the doors you know Mm -hmm. so we also do have a man though advising us the stops it's the same voice that does i think everything so we aren't like other cities where it's a woman's voice so yeah anywho they couldn't even give her that my god they couldn't even give her that role (laughs) what's a woman supposed to do for some work here in the city prostitute yourself but then when you get caught you go to jail and not the guy who beat you up because you're doing the illegal thing yes and get on the train to wherever you're heading speaking of women and politics i think assertiveness definitely fits into the story of 
U.S. women who have tried to run for political positions of power. I think you and I probably both distinctly remember the Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump uh, 2016 election and the uh, nasty woman comments I believe he made live during a debate. Yeah, and 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 women still voted for him. How I don't know. They just blocked that one right out. But I that's that's I guess the power of that kind of stuff is that a, a man's comment is, has the power to tur- turn women against each other. Well, and the fact that he could call her a name just for being confident ambitious and assertive all things that he is as well like i personally don't think he's actually confident i think he reeks of a ton of insecurity but if he were to describe himself i think he sees himself as confident i think he would say he's assertive i think he's actually aggressive but we'll say assertive we'll give him credit there um and he would say he's ambitious and he would see those all as positive traits but when a woman embodies those traits She's a nasty woman. Yeah. Only if it's inconvenient for him. You know what I mean? Some other sort of woman that perhaps is in agreement with everything that he was on top of and wasn't an opponent would not be a nasty woman. I think that's key as well. Not an opponent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can't be anyone challenging him and his, uh, you know, standing. She's only as assertive as I want her to be. <laughs> Right. As much as I give her permission to do. That's how assertive (laughs) she's allowed to be. (laughs) I actually, I'm the only woman in my fantasy football league. And the guys in my league are great. They're hysterical. They're all great dudes. But when, when that election was happening and Trump called her a nasty woman, I definitely changed my team name to nasty woman. And then when I made it to the championship game, my competitor's opponent was called, um, his team was called Jim Bob Cooter, which was after, I think he was the coach of like Michigan or Michigan State College Football. That Like that's the guy's real name. And so my friend just named his team that. And so I changed my name from Nasty Woman to Nasty Woman's Cooter and then rightfully <laughs> won that championship. <laughs> As you should have. As every nasty woman's cooter should do. They should win a fantasy football championship once in a while. Yes. Absolutely. So in keeping kind of with the work theme, and I guess the reason I keep bringing up this concept of assertiveness in the workplace is because I think this is probably the area where we see it cause the most issues. Um, But... Anywho, I was reading again more on this concept and I came across a term I never heard before called double bind. And it's essentially that, let me see if I can get this right. Women who are not not assertive and they conform to more quote unquote feminine traits like like collaboration, being collaborative, Uh, They are seen as poor leaders or unable to lead because assertiveness is seen as a trait. You need to be a leader. But on the flip side, women who demonstrate assertiveness uh, are seen as kind of bossy or unpopular and unlike. So it creates this catch-22 where either 
they are assertive, but then they're considered bossy or unliked, or they're not assertive, and therefore they really can't be a leader because they don't possess the qualities of a leader. Yeah, almost like they don't want you to be a leader at all. Yeah, I, I, I see that a lot. And actually, when I do see uh, female leaders, like amongst the company I work for, I notice that a lot of their staff is female as well. And I don't know if they're just like trying to, here, you corral them so that I don't have to deal with them. But then please report directly to a man that makes more money than you. And you're the only person who reports to him. <laughs> like, we don't need him, but we don't want you to be too, too in charge. But please take care of all these women. Oh, man. I laugh because that dynamic is so, it's so true. So for the first time, yeah, and the first for the first time in my working career, prof- at least my professional one, I report directly to a woman, and she is uh, the VP. She's a VP level, and she is amazing. I the more I get to know her, though, the more I realize she has certainly probably been called things like a bitch and bossy. She's very protective of her team. Like if you do a good job for her, she is super protective of you. She will not let anyone give you shit from above. Um, she stands up for her people. She, you know, she's great in so many ways where I have had male managers willing to throw me under the bus. Uh, I'm, I could never see her doing that. Um, anyways, yeah, it is, it is interesting. And I think one of the ways you move past seeing women as aggressive when they're really just being actually assertive, especially at the workplace, is to have more women in leadership roles. But that's kind of just slowly change, right? That's going to take time, unfortunately. Yeah, that's going to take a lot more, I think, men elevating that idea, too, since they are the ones in charge for the most part right now. Like, I mean... I think that diversity is definitely on the the rise, whatever. You know, everyone's got a DEI department now for their company, and they are paying more attention to that. Um, But for it to be, like, even, or you're going to see, like, just as many female leaders as men, that might take some time, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the things that give me hope are, at least for – for example, for a woman president ever happening, is that we're seeing on the world stage women in positions of power who have been elected by their countries who are doing an excellent job. Like, uh, you know, Angela Merkel, I know she just stepped down or is stepping down, but she led Germany as the chancellor of Germany for, what, like 15 years or something? And... You know, Germany is one of the most stable, kind of like the backbone of Europe, one of the most stable countries Mm -hmm. there. And then the prime minister of New Zealand, I cannot think of her first name, but I think her last name is Arden. She's a younger woman. I actually think she may be younger than us, Marinella, or close in age to us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good for her. (laughs) Right? And they're like, killing the COVID response. I mean, I know they're an island, but they have been on top of applying science and keeping their people safe and healthy. And, uh, you know, it's so I don't know, I guess it's like, 
it gives me hope seeing these women do so well and be recognized on a world stage for their leadership qualities that I hope we continue to see that trend here in the U.S. And we do at least have a woman vice president, and I hope one day we see a woman president. It would be nice after, you know, 200 years of white man, white men and Barack Obama to have a woman. Barack, man. Thank you. Um, Otherwise, it would have just been 200 years of those white men. Oh, my God. It really would have. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that, you know, you can't really... Even if nothing, even for the amount of people that like disagree with Kamala being a vice president or, you know, being in politics or being where she's at, you can't undo that from history now. Like that's that's there and people will know that. And in my experience of reading about history, that's a trend. Mm -hmm. So bring it on. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. So shifting gears slightly to something I guess we touched on and then I w- wove us away from it and I'm weaving us back into it. But what about assertiveness and relationships? Because I will share a little bit of my heterosexual experience and thoughts, but I'd love to hear any thoughts you have. Well, my experience in relationships is not being very assertive at all kind of letting you know whoever I'm with take charge um I guess empower I'm I'm empowering another woman for sure but I'm kind of (laughs) disempowering myself um and it's always been a big criticism of like my partners that I've had you know like my inability to like make a decision or you know, choose and not worry about what the other person's response is going to be or, you know, have a discussion where we weigh our opinions and we don't agree. Like, I've always shied away from that. Um, And kind of seen assertiveness as aggression in a lot of my relationships, which I will say that I've, I've dated a lot of women who were more aggressive than assertive and it kind of shut me down to be even more submissive so it wasn't a good dynamic no matter what like I wasn't a good show of assertiveness in my relationships what like where do you see assertiveness turning into aggressiveness because certainly I think there is a trend of calling women aggressive when really they're being just assertive but I also do think women can be aggressive and actually you know cross into that territory so, like, where do you kind of see that line? Um, it's really mostly in delivery, right? Like, if, if a woman is shouting at me, which I've experienced in many of my relationships, or, um, you know, kind of, like, clenching their fists, body language, like, it, it's just, to me, it's it's a threat. Like, I feel threatened by that. So I think that's where I see aggression. It's like, if you have to threaten me with, like, your voice, your body language, um, you know, like belittle my feelings. And that to me is a big stretch from being assertive and going right into aggressive. I would say the same is true for men. Like when men act that way, I would also consider that aggressive. And I've definitely been with a lot of men who have acted that way. Uh, I One thing... 
that is interesting with men and women, and this doesn't even have to be in a relationship, right? This could be a friend of yours or, you know, any, any male in your life. When they become, you know, yelling and just really agitated and aggressive, at the end of the day, they are stronger than you. And so there is this, you know, like I, reaction in me to just want to pacify the situation because if it does become physical, I am outmatched, right? And the same would go for you. I mean, this doesn't have to be someone that you're in a romantic relationship with. But at the end of the day, if if you and a man are getting into it, he's going to outmatch you. Unless you're, you know, Ronda Rousey, you fucked. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, there is this instinct to pacify. And I see that happening in myself in relationships is pacifying situations because I don't want to allow it to escalate and so that's an area where I really struggle with assertiveness and I want to get better at it I mean I still need to obviously be safe at the end of the day but I think there's times I can be much more assertive and still be safe and I'm not good at doing that yeah it's it's very triggering to feel like it's you have fear you know what I mean like uh I mean, I grew up with a dad that he he did the best he could. He just obviously never got, like, a good lesson on emotions and, like, the proper way to react in front of your children and spouse. But he was, like, red-hot maniac all the time. Anytime he had, like, an opinion in anything, and it would literally bring us to tears to watch him yell, you know? So that's always been something I think I carry with me that – I don't ever want to be around people like that. And I tend to like be the farthest from that as possible. Sometimes I need to be angry or aggressive and I shy away from it just because I'm like, oh, I hated seeing that. I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to I think men and boys specifically are kind of socialized that it's okay to act that way, right? Again, they act that way and it's boys will be boys, whereas women act that way and it's like, now behave, be proper. That's not how a little girl, you know, good little girl acts. Um, And not to put this on your grandparents, I think this is a lot larger than just like anyone's parents or grandparents. I think this is a, a bigger trend in our humanity where we just accept men to express anger and that's acceptable um and not just express anger but express anger in an aggressive way because if they express Mm -hmm. it in a healthy way that's fine but like in this aggressive way that's allowed by society but women who express themselves in such an aggressive way it's really frowned upon so then even when they express themselves in a very perfectly healthy assertive way it's like seen as aggression and it's really not it's just women are so trained not to be aggressive that like the slightest bit of assertiveness is is seen that way in women yeah and I also feel like assertiveness in women um at least for me I internalize it as I'm I'm being too controlling You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be telling people how to do things or, you know, trying to direct something in a certain direction that I think is better, even if it is better. 
I'm like, well, I should let other people's opinions come through and, and give it a chance. I shouldn't be the one to be like, take this idea and run with it, even though it's the best one. It seems too controlling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women are much more attuned to want wanting to be collaborative and focus on collaboration. And it's a great quality, but people don't see that sometimes as being a strong, quote unquote, quality, you know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, we got, we got all the good qualities. <laughs> you do have all the good qualities. I think so. Uh, closing thoughts on you know any other any other thoughts on assertiveness? I know you said it's something you're trying to work on. So, are any tips or tricks that you're learning in your growing process? I think my tip is to just be honest. Is as honest as possible like early on because sometimes you know if you're holding back then it does come off as aggressive or you know it does come off as overly emotional and you might have a clear idea of like what you want and how to say it and you should just feel I guess more comfort in just being honest also I want to give you props for being assertive with trying to figure out our girls trip Slowly but surely, we'll get there. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> I know. I need to throw out places now that we have a date locked down. need to, to get Do on Do we have it places. locked down? See, I... I don't know. Well, okay. You know what? Maybe I'll say, I think we're all doing this weekend, early June. Mm. Let's move forward yes, with it. Yes, that's, that's the nasty woman I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a, you know, I'm getting in like the kiddie pool, just splashing and, around and, the assertiveness And knowing our pool. friends, they're probably like, they're probably like, please, God, I beg of you, one of you just decide. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No one just would tell see. Just what you want. No one would see uh, the person who takes the lead as assertive. I mean, I think we all see Sarah as being, because it's usually Sarah that does it, as like the most yeah. put together. She gets shit done. Yeah. Like, that's how I see Sarah. I don't see her as yeah. aggressive in any way. Me too. I just feel like she's so responsible and we're all just trying to get there. I know. Oh, yeah. So I guess on that note, I'm going to write an assertive message to our friends, <laughs> confirming the date, moving it to a discussion on where we're going to go. And uh, that wraps this episode, right? So we'll see everyone next week. And see you then.